from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to episode 120 of the Masonic Light Podcast. One, no, one, what? How many? One twenty. One, two, zero. <gasps> it's one and two, zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for District One. There Thank you, you very much. So uh. we have, uh, <laughs> we have the good news and the bad news. I don't know what, what it is or not, but uh, the next two shows we've actually prepared and we've lined up good guests. We this, forgot this the, show, however. The two after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So buckle up, people. So this show is uh, brought to you by the store upstairs, and um, we're going to see what happens. Wing and a prayer and also, media. Also uh, brought to you by our Patreons. <gasps> what? No our way. patrons on Patreon. How correct. can we become a Patreon patron? Well, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. And what shall we do there, Tim? And you should select a funding amount for as little as $1. Or 13 $1. Or as, more, as much as you can spare. That's right. We'll take any amount. But for as little as a dollar a month, you can keep this fine programming going, even when we don't plan ahead. Sign your SSI checks right over Just to us. It It'll be over. fine. That'll be great. <clears throat> we greatly appreciate our Patreons because they are going to receive a video of tonight's episode. <clears throat> Actually, and they we should think, already have done so, We right? think. We've tried this a couple of we times. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and for the past 25 minutes, uh, Tim's been <laughs> Googling, YouTubing, downloading drivers. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, you were we, going to have to lay down we sideways We might be getting the Canadian them. Broadcasting Network. I'm not sure. But, no. Uh, so yeah. if any of you know how to operate a camera... And would like to stand here and film must be stupid, please. <laughs> for free. We'll provide you free iced tea. There you go. There we go. Brisk Lipton lemon. That's very good. So before we get into our topic that I don't know what it is yet, um, Tim, what have you been doing lately? Well, as a matter of fact, um, since we last met, it's been a busy uh, time. Um, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 held its June stated meeting this past week. Uh, we had about 60 brethren show up for Strawberry Night. Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete just got Nicholas, assessed. Nicholas a, Lane tried to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Pete just got assessed a $25 fine. Oh. Had his phone go off during a nice. broadcast, but that's all right. Uh, no, we had a uh, great time at our June stated meeting, Strawberry Night. Uh, we had our annual pig roast. Uh, it was really great. Had a wonderful program uh, by uh, Brother Rick Kellinger, who's uh, been on the show as one of our new 
guys, uh, and um, he's a Patreon supporter, a regular listener, uh, and he talked about the middle chamber, which for Pennsylvania Masons is something totally new, uh, but it was very informative, well thought out, and really sparked a lot of interest, and so uh, that was great. Uh, the Friday prior, we held our blood drive. Uh, I believe we had about 60 folks uh, come in and donate blood. And then on Saturday, uh, the fourth or the fifth, the uh, quarterly communication of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania was had, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. we'll talk was, more about that. We'll talk more about minutes. that in a little bit. But uh, I was at the Valley of Harrisburg uh, doing a live stream with a bunch of guys from uh, the area watching uh, in from the Red Room. Uh, so it was great to spend some time there. So. I guess that's about it as it relates to Masonic, and we're going to hold off on uh, one of the topics that we'll talk about later, but it occurred as part of that meeting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Larry, how about you? We had uh, Goose and Gridiron. Thursdays are slowly coming back. Uh, Lodge Strategic Planning Committee meeting on the 31st, 30th, I guess it was 30th, via Zoom. Lodge meeting where we presented the strategic plan to the lodge, and that's that's pretty much it. All right, Jack. A few things. We had our stated meeting last night, which was our uh, receiving the district deputy grandmaster, and that went very well. Didn't see as many of the worshipful masters of the lodges from the district as uh, we would have liked to have seen. Um, and they missed out on getting a fantastic basket of chocolate mm. made by Intermezzo by Stephanie. Um, but it was uh, it was a great meeting. I'm really proud of my lodge. The guys do great work. They really care. Uh, and I'm really excited about the future of Effort Lodge right now. Uh, in addition, we had an AMD meeting here Um Junto Council AMD met, and that's kind of that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen program that I, I really enjoy. And um, I don't know. There was some other this and that. Just continue to do the and, Masonic. And Pete, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and, and Pete. Pete. That's true. <laughs> uh, but um, I did submit my first paper for uh, the um, Masonic Scholar Program. So awesome. that I got, I got one down. I got what sixteen, twenty four, twenty three left. I guess. You know, if you don't sign it, you don't get credit. <coughs> is that is that how that works? You, you put, put your, your name, name on your paper. Yep. Yeah. Top right hand corner. But um, <laughs> actually, did a book review of the Constitutions of the Freemasons by James Anderson. Oh God! Very yeah. cool. Very interesting <laughs> yes, read. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, so speaking of uh, worshipful masters that missed your meeting last night, what uh, I didn't could name names. Okay, well I was just pointing out a worshipful <laughs> master. That well, one out of ten made it. it uh, we had a shot. You yeah. had a shot, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, Josh, how about you? Well, uh, on top of being an absolutely on top of it worshipful master, slut shamed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you voluntold this week to go somewhere? So. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I did uh, this weekend was uh, on on Sunday, District 1 did a, uh, a one-day degree for several uh, entered apprentice masons to kind of chew Se- through the— Several? Eleven. Several. Was 11 or 12? 11. 11. It was a, the final count was 11. Was it 11? Yes. Okay. It's always a prime um, number. 
Uh, yeah, well, so we, we did that. We, uh, we, got, we did their degree. Um, all of the worshipful masters from District 1 uh, were filling in a chair for the degree, so I was junior deacon. All of them? All, well, most of them. Most, most of them. Not, of them. not yeah. all of them were there. Uh, yeah, a couple weren't there. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good day. Uh, the guys enjoyed it. Uh, there was lots of fellowship and lots of hanging out and everybody was having a good time before and after. Good. So that was a good thing. Um, and it was 94 degrees outside. It was really, really warm. Even inside in the air conditioning, it was really warm. The preparing room actually was hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was a good day. Uh, And like Larry said, we had our, our, our... uh, stated meeting where he did a great job presenting the fellowship or the yeah the fellowship committee. It was a very good meeting actually. Yeah, he did, he did a good job. The uh, report was kind of dark and gloomy, but <laughs> I mean anybody who's been paying attention should have already known what the report was. They didn't need the report. So uh, anyway, what, what did I do? I went to Junto, which is always one of my the f- I always said funnest. Uh, it's one of the, the things I enjoy most about Freemasonry. It makes me really, you know, we got a new guy in and totally like unrehearsed. He said the same thing that pretty much all of us say when we get in there. This is what I thought the Masons was going to be, mm-hmm. like when I joined Blue Lodge. Yeah. And I didn't get it. So what we do different at Junto um, is – it's kind of based on Benjamin Franklin's junto that he had in Philadelphia, where he would invite different um, men from around town, of different professions and different ideas, and they would have discussions about topic, about you know who needs some help, who who's doing something well that we should learn from, who's doing something poorly that we should learn from. So we try to do that, and it's. Um, it's really nice. And there's two men in this group that I have to say are the furthest polar ends of the political spectrum. And they can disagree at this meeting politely and professionally mm-hmm. and have no animosity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's exactly what I thought Freemasonry was supposed to be. Right. And not stale chips and decaf coffee. I wonder if, there, if there's a way to bring that into the into the lodge and into small groups you know the big church our problem is we have too many people and you can't blah 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 but you know those those giant mega churches all break you down into small groups anyway right so you have small intimate groups that you gather why can't we do that in blue lodge i don't know it's kind of like what we were talking about at dinner tonight Hmm? i was lamenting about the fact that in our blue lodges so many of our members know so little about freemasonry Hmm. overall and it's really disconcerting. By the way, Larry's been in charge of the education committee for the past 15 years. <laughs> I, I was slightly pushed aside by uh, a worshipful master and the change of things. Not you, Josh. This had to do with... All right. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and, anyway. And it hasn't been active since. Bad gas travels fast in a small town. <laughs> Take it down about twenty percent there, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> but it is. It's, I, I see it. I see it. 
on social media how little our members know. Yeah. It's it bothers And me. there's always two options. One's to come here and bitch about it, or the other one is to step up and help them. I think I think we're doing both. Yeah. I, I, I think we are. I think both. I think yeah. we've turned a corner in the in the fraternity and we're heading in the right direction, but it's a big boat and it's it's hard to turn a big boat like that. So anyway. All right, um, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we are going to talk about two interesting topics. One of them was a recent uh, edict from the Grand Master of Masons of South Carolina, and the other, Tim, is going to kind of drop on us because I think only he and Jack are aware of it, so he's going to get our candid opinions. We'll be back. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. back ta-da yes so um this past weekend the uh, grand lodge of pennsylvania held its quarterly communication and um because planning had to occur you know well in advance uh, pretty much only the district deputies and a handful of other folks were uh, allowed to be face to face in philadelphia but um uh, there was a live uh, video link and uh, i know at least in our area, uh, there was a gathering of folks that wanted to watch it together. Um, but uh, they went through the normal uh, elections, uh, obviously uh, naming the next year's officers that will be installed on St. <laughs> John's Day. And zero next. upsets once again. There were zero upsets. Amazing how that works. It's amazing how it always, that, that trifecta always ends up exactly how they predicted. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's Just go to the track. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that they announced that was that um, at the December quarterly, um, when they do the installation and stuff, they will be voting on a resolution to change the dues. Um, currently, Bitcoin or what? what yeah, do you we're going to go to Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, so you better it, hope Doge, they do. Dogey or Doge? <laughs> Doge? Doge coin. Doge coin. <laughs> So currently, Grand Lodge dues are $29.50 per annum. Um, and, of course, then individual lodges, their dues go on top of that. So the proposal that will be voted on in December will take that amount. Uh, and increase it significantly. To Let's just yeah. leave that there. Yeah. It, well, it's going to go from $29.50 to $50. Okay. Or let's don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for that kind of – did you know that? Okay. See, I 
didn't know if you had heard any word of that yet. See, Larry's, uh, those of you that are getting this, if you're not a contributor to Patreon. Yeah, uh, is yet, the camera on Larry yes, right now? You need to, that, yeah. was the, that was what I was hoping for right there. Um, so, um, <laughs> I'm on a fixed income. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So th- my, my throat's hoarse, but I actually am on a fixed income. I'm on t- t- security. Yeah, you're also a member of 47 different bodies, too. That's right. So the question, and, and you know, the, the immediate reaction is, oh, my God, it's going from twenty nine fifty to $50. Um, How long has it been 29 uh, Well, I know that for the last several years, um, when it went up, I, I think, I want to say like four or five years ago, they finally put in place a formula. Uh, based on the CPI divided by the number of people walking down the left-hand side of the street on a Friday afternoon. When the humidity is above 27%. When the humidity is above 27%. I mean, it was seriously, it was, a, it was a formula that was the mathematicians could figure out, but most of us, we just waited for the word to come. Our, our dues going to go up a dollar this year or not? And so over the last several years, uh, they've gone up. This past year, they did not. Um, and so uh, obviously... One of the biggest expenses, obviously, in the Grand Lodge budget, uh, in addition to the villages and so on like that, is the upkeep of the building down in Philadelphia. So, um, and again, I don't know what the, I'm sure there will be plenty of things coming out from the Grand Lodge to talk about their intent for using the money and all, but, and, and we could spend our time here, you know, moaning and groaning a decision like that. But what I would rather uh, have us talk about is, <clears throat> Is there a point, um, I mean, I got to thinking to myself, that will take my combined dues, uh, given my local lodge, up to $125 a year. And I got to thinking, I waste $125 on a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one night drinking. Uh, yeah, that's a night That's a night wow. out having a good time. It's a strong night drinking, <clears throat> yeah. just saying. But so in the, in the big scheme of things, it's not that much, really, mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of a fraternity that I care deeply about. And one that I not only share my money with, but share my time and my energies and so on with. So I just wanted to get us, uh, have us have a conversation about, and not necessarily specifically about what's going on specifically in Pennsylvania, but um, is, what's the, what's the, is there a downside? Is there an upside to uh, that kind of thing in today's world, in today's uh, uh, society where everything costs more? Um, and yet funds are tighter for a lot of people. Um, we're a fraternity made up of a lot of folks who, as Pete says, are on quote unquote fixed incomes, but in reality, we're all on fixed incomes unless we're totally working on commission. So, um, well, as somebody who works on commission, um, (laughs) my my income is absolutely fixed, but a couple of things come to mind when I when I heard this, I, I heard it last night at our at our state of meeting because the, the district deputy had announced it. So I had a little time to think about it. Um, back in the day, when a man joined Freemasonry, it was it was generally something in the neighborhood of one or one and a half months' wages to join the fraternity. What we have today is 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 paltry compared to that. So. It, it, we're looking at it as, you know, in terms of a percentage increase, that's really the wrong way to look at Correct. it. Correct. Um, if we look at it as, as, as ha- what it used to be or what it once was, it's, it's not even close. Um, the other thing that I would 
caution, and it's too late to caution because it's going to happen, but there's a concept in economics called marginal elasticity. And this has to do with the supply and demand curves. And when you, when you, when you raise the price of something, you decrease the demand for it. It's an absolute law of economics. It's indisputable. So we are going to lose members on account of this. There's no doubt about it. The question is, are we going to raise more money than we lose? And I can't answer that. I, don't, I haven't done the math. I haven't been looking at this you know, from an economic lens for, for the last year and a half. Well, so. oh, I'm trying to process losing more members because of this. Actually, it's up to the lodges. They're going to have to end up paying more per individual member to the Grand Lodge. So our lodges are, just like business, going to have to make that up, increase in dues. Yeah, it's not required that they pass it on to the, to the individual members, but yeah. a lot of lodges can't afford to eat it. Yeah, I understand actually, I believe, that. Actually, I believe it is required. Oh, is it? If you, I believe so. Okay. I won't swear to it. But I believe there is a provision in one of our governing documents that says that local lodges must pass that on. Hmm. So, um, well, I, I think. But anyway, the I point think they have to pay it. I don't know if they have to. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, I think we'll it's see. time. Yeah. You know the. I see this in like the appended body, something like Tall Cedars, where, you know, dinner was thirteen dollars for years, and trying to go up to fifteen and twenty, like. We just kept trying to, like, nickel and dime it to get to this other number. You know, I just hope, I just hope that the smart people who made these decisions, um, and, you know, I'm married to an actuary who does this kind of stuff for a living. So I hope, because she saw one time, she saw that in my local Tall Cedars chapter, you could become a lifetime member for $500. Our annual dues are $35 a year. And my wife just immediately, her, her, 15 years. her brain just starts <laughs> clicking. And she's like, they obviously didn't ask anybody because there's formulas of you know, how long people live. And mm -hmm. so I don't think that's an irrational number. And yes, you're going to lose people, but you're going to lose a casual member that really wasn't active anyway. So yeah, to what Jack said is, I'm hoping that they have that factored into that increase to cover that. Yeah, it's the bottom line is net change in revenue. That's really what matters, right? Whether whether it's more people for less money or less people for more money, it, it, you yeah, know, yeah, on what the matters is the total. On the, the opposite, I, I I know a lady who is trying to book. Um, pinup photos from a photographer in Florida who just does beautiful, beautiful, not, not, <laughs> not, uh, not RX rated. I mean, I can show you the Instagram. It's, it's beautiful stuff. And she's like, Oh, the photographer's booked up for a year and a half. Like, obviously she's ch not charging enough money. Correct. Correct. Like, yeah, she could probably increase her prices by 25% <clears throat> and stay booked for a year, mm -hmm. you know? So whatever that number is, do it. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is I think both Pete and Jack bring valuable points to this. Uh, I think it also is incumbent upon us if there's a brother that doesn't see, you know, $50 worth of Grand Lodge News value, 
plus whatever his local is. In my case, a total of 125. <clears throat> if, if there's a member of Eureka West Shore Lodge, number 302, that says, I don't see the value of $125 a year, then that's shame on us. Yeah. Quite frankly. Um, and I think that is an important thing for all lodges to consider is if that's the, if that's the dollar amount that sends them to the door, then shame on us because just look, take any bill, take any, take any bill that someone pays or anything that someone chooses to do. You know, the average cable bill today, the average cable bill in a month is like $182 a month. Yeah, mine. That's average. <laughs> That's average. So to me, yeah, I mean, it's an increase. Yeah, we all hate to see more money going out. But at the end of the day, I think it is incumbent upon us to make sure that we're doing what we need to do as local lodges. No. And that the Grand Lodge does what it's – I mean, obviously, we'll be getting more information about all this, but – um, so that we can share with folks where one of the things <clears throat> you mentioned was sharing the value or the value or a member not seeing the value. And one of the things that I'm doing right now, eventually for this show, is to be talking about values of Freemasonry. And I put that out there. Pitter patter, Larry, get done. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> and one, I got hardly any response. And the response I got was, Jeez, give me a break. This is unbelievable. And then I talked about intangibles, and then I talked about tangibles. It's like I'm on another planet. I know my my friends that are Pennsylvania Prince Hall Masons. Yes. Now, their lodge doesn't have the membership of our Grand Lodge, and they don't have the the coffers like we have. But... When you're going to join one of those lodges, there is a large financial investment yeah. to join. And in some ways, does it cut out the riffraff? Maybe. In some ways, does it make like, if you're going to make this commitment for, I don't know, whatever, say a thousand bucks, you're probably going to show up and you're probably going to participate. So, you know, it's this in this room, I think you're going to have a hard time finding anybody arguing it. We have Josh to argue, maybe. Absolutely not. No. Nope. So uh, as a worshipful I, master who interacts with a lot of members, what do you what do you think? So I think existing members might grumble a little bit. Uh, but I think guys coming in aren't they're not gonna know any different anyway. Yeah. And they're gonna look at it as, <clears throat> oh, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever it's gonna be, or a hundred and twenty bucks or a hundred you know. Now it may hurt. Like, like I've got tall cedars. I have 181 members in my forest, and of that 181, I maybe see 20. So the 160 that I don't see are going to move their tall cedars dues over to Blue Lodge. Yeah. Why? You know. Why pay me this 35 dollars when I'm going to have to like, you know, and and maybe that's okay. Like. I don't like it, but maybe if I provided more value at Tall Cedars, they would choose me. But downsizing is right-sizing in my book. I think that's where we're getting, and maybe they're speeding that yeah, up. Yeah, and they had a lot of statistics at the Grand Lodge Quarterly to, to support this. They were talking about 
what were the numbers in 2009, what were the numbers in 2019, right? And and it's 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 a gigantic loss in total membership. There's a there's an increase in the number of 50 year members who are having their dues remitted. There's you know all of the statistics are going against good cash flow. And if you if you look at our district. If you look at all the different appended bodies, and we have tons of them, they're here because those men were not finding something in their Blue Lodge that they were really passionate about. So, you know, like the ones that wanted that education and wanted that whatever kind of feeling, they kind of got into the Yorkerite and progressed and got into AMD. And if they wanted like the social side and they weren't getting that in Blue Lodge, they found that in Shrine and Grotto. And yeah. if the Blue Lodge was doing their job, we wouldn't need all these other appended bodies. Well, and, and in some aspects, the Blue Lodge, by definition, isn't the body to do those jobs. That's well, and I was going to say, I think our, our appended bodies are very valuable because they, they should broaden what Freemasonry is about. And that's why Freema- That's why the Blue Lodge remains the cornerstone and entranceway to all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Pete, you're right, too. I mean, if our Blue Lodges were, were doing the jobs that they should be doing, at least uh, that broad perspective that comes from Shrine or Grotto or, or the Scottish Rite or uh, AMD or any – just name your body. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be very different. It would be very different. Yeah. I think um, historically, though, historically, the Blue Lodge was the place to do that work. Right. When it was 50 or 60 people and they all knew each other and they all relied on each other for their livelihoods. I think think it began to change in the late 1800s and the 20th century, really kind of. Or the 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing to say that the Blue Lodge can't go back to do that kind of thing. I, I think I, there is. I, I think, think there's a lot to say that the yes. Blue Lodge can't do that. Because, and a list of them would include the Lions, the Rotary, uh, the, you know, uh, I mean, the churches are doing the work. There's a, there's The charity work is being done by the government now. So uh, a lot of the function that, that the original Freemasonic Lodges had was that kind of um, social benevolence. And it's been taken away and made into, you know, a, a, a public service. Um, so a, a lot of the core of what we were is gone. Libraries, you know, all, all of a sudden there's free libraries everywhere. So you don't need to share books with anybody. That's great. Uh, I still remember the grumpy guy, the grumpy, very conservative member of of Grotto. When we were talking about the, um, the Humanitarian Foundation, that's our charity for Grotto, where we – giving special smiles to special kids. It provides dental care for kids with special needs. And we were having a discussion because it was <laughs> difficult to find children to the help qualified, out. qualified, yeah. The qualified yeah, and right. to help out. Right. And I heard this one guy say, it was so comical. He's like, stupid Obamacare is paying for it now. So, you know, I don't, we don't need to. <laughs> like, like, well, all right. I mean, from a partisan, I, I get it. I get the argument. But like, it's helping kids. Right. You know, so can we help them better? Probably. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah. We would have a better dentist. <laughs> there, there, well, uh, but there's, there's, 
Let fewer pliers. There's other. Um, I mean, there's ways that they could amend the the rules around awarding those the, right. that money. So right. that that's a whole other that's true conversation for another day. But but so I guess what we're saying, we we five around this table is no big deal, right? Is that kind of where it's going? Yeah, that's interesting because it's it's kind of where I ended up. Uh, the, the initial shock value as I sat there and listened to it in mm-hmm. real time was kind of like Larry. Um, <laughs> you know, my mouth kind of just dropped open and then I went, I actually texted someone and said, are you tuned in? And they said, yes. And I said, did you hear what I just heard? And they said, yes. Um, and so, um, but, but I think you're right, Jack. I think it'll be okay. I mean, Tim, we are putting LEDs on the, on the entire mansion. Well, that's true. In yeah. Philadelphia. That's true. I mean, that's... But, but that, I think we have a special fund that's <clears throat> being done for... Well, and years, I mean, so. it would be interesting to have somebody, um, maybe even somebody on the show, we can think about this, um, to talk about the money and where it... how, Because a lot of the money is bound up yeah. in, oh, in, yeah. in restricted funds that, yep. that are absolutely untouchable for certain things. And uh, it, it looks like the fraternity has a, a great big bag of money, but um, that really money is really inaccessible for a lot of the things. And I think I had this conversation with, with uh, Tim when we were in Philadelphia. We're standing at our hotel and looking at the Grand Lodge across the street and it's right across from City Hall. I mean, it's takes up one quarter, one corner of the main intersection in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, as real estate, that piece of property is priceless. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you've never to been that, there. Add to that the artwork that's inside of it. That's correct. And yeah. if you've never been there as a member of Freemasonry in the state of Pennsylvania, you should go. Absolutely. You should go. It's open again. The tours are open again. So I encourage check, you Check the website for tour availability, though. They and go to Reading Terminal Market for lunch. Yes. Uh, go to the Knicks yeah. and get some uh, pork and broccoli, Rob. Yeah. And Excellent. bring home some Taylor pork roll. Just drop it at my house. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll hear from a couple more sponsors, and we'll come back and move on to our next topic. Boom. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Past Master Dave. And welcome back, everybody. So our next topic is a, uh, is a, I guess we'll call it, yeah, edict. Edict number two 
From the Grand Lodge of Ancient Freemasons of South Carolina, Ronald C. Mitchum, Grand Master, Edict Number 2, Lodge Safety Committee. In response to the violence in the United States and around the world in recent years, it is my desire to continue the lodge safety procedure with this edict in order to continue to provide for the safety of our brethren. By the power invested in me as Grand Master of Masons in South Carolina, I hereby issue this edict to allow worshipful masters of each lodge at his discretion to appoint lodge safety committees of three or, four, three or more members who confirm in willingness, their willingness in writing. Um, they should be sub, uh, selected from lodge membership who attend regularly and hold and maintain a valid South Carolina concealed weapons permit or are current law enforcement officers who are willing to serve. Um, I'll paraphrase the rest. Uh, basically, they're saying that if you're on that safety committee, you are permitted to bring a concealed weapon, no rifles, nothing exposed, unless you were a uniformed police officer on duty, um, into the lodge without violating your all, nothing offensive or defensive into this lodge. Um, there is a separate note in there that um, anybody who is conferring a degree cannot cannot be one of them. And if there is a member of law enforcement there who's legally carrying a gun, he cannot be like in the degree team. I, I, it doesn't say why, but I'm assuming there's another little caveat. I think I saw it where you, you you're not to. You're not to expose your weapon, you know, like, hey, look at my gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's not to be any of that either. It so needs to stay holster. we're in Pennsylvania, so we're kind of a, I don't want to say we're gun friendly, but we're gun, gun tolerant. Gun, we're gun loving. So what's everybody's thoughts on the edict? My, my initial response was we should replace swords with Uzis, and that would keep everybody out. That would just be... Well, that's very Old Testament. I mean, they are made in Israel. That's right. That's right. So going back to temple days. Um, I don't know. I, I, For me, it's a don't ask, don't tell thing. I don't, I don't want to know that that's happening. Larry? I have a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew this topic was going to mess us up. <laughs> oh, my God. Larry's having cramps. Oh, God, um, Josh, uh, you're, another, you're another crazy libertarian like myself. How do you feel? I have no problem with anybody carrying a weapon. And uh, here's our resident bleeding heart liberal, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so... um, (laughs) But he is from Kentucky. Wow, we're going around the horn on this one, aren't we? Uh, And and again, just so we get all (laughs) perspectives here. I mean, I think that as you referenced the, um, (laughs) you know, part of our... Part of our ritual says that we will not bring anything offensive or defensive into the body of the lodge and i st- I, and obviously if a grandmaster says it then within his jurisdiction then that is that's his prerogative. that's his prerogative um i do support the role that the grandmaster plays um you know my initial response was i did not realize that masonic lodges that were meeting were being attacked since the anti-masonic movement back in the uh you know early to mid 1800s and so somebody tried to set the grand lodge in new york on fire a couple years ago 
Well, okay. Somebody smashed our windows in at the Masonic Center. Yeah. Se- several so, lodges in Washington State were burnt. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying that there there's not vandalism. Obviously, we had vandalism at the uh, Grand Lodge in Pennsylvania, down in Philadelphia. Uh, and so my thought on the matter was if that is our concern, if our concern is truly safety of our building and folks that are inside meeting, then I, I think that these people should be outside of the lodge. Uh, similar to what our Tyler would play, um, and that would provide both the safety and protection needed uh, and would not violate what I believe to be part of what sets us apart uh, as a fraternity, which is we can set aside our beliefs in so many different things. And, I mean, the issue of guns is one that um, uh, it, it is unfortunately one that is that's divisive because it's one of those that's hard to have a conversation about with a lot of folks. Um, while I have my individual beliefs about certain things, it, it also it might surprise someone to know how I feel about some of those things. It's just not something I talk publicly about. And so I think that there's a way to accomplish what has been edicted uh, in South Carolina without actually bringing it into a lodge room. Um, Certainly, I believe that we should have the right and we have the responsibility to protect each other and to protect our buildings and our property and so on. Um, But um, to me, this is something that is only going to further inflame the debate around guns, safety, uh, protests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think that's a really interesting perspective, and I I don't altogether disagree with it. I think if you put that, if you put those guards, we'll call them guards, outside the the lodge room, that's one thing. I think the reason it was probably built into the work in the beginning was because if you if you're doing your work in a tavern. Um, you can find yourself easily coming off the rails and getting into fistfights in Lodge and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. However, in Pennsylvania, within our tiled Lodge, there are three people with swords. And their responsibility is to guard the um, preparing room door, the examining room door, and the outer door. And they have swords with which to do it. So there you are. We need to upgrade those to katanas. That's why I said Uzi. Or at least maybe sharpen. <laughs> them, you know, maybe we could sharpen those. Swords, but there is a but, protocol yeah. in place. It's that symbolic. Swords don't I mean, work with there. Like there gloves. is a protocol in place that makes an exception yeah. to that offensive or defensive. Well, thing. let me add a little reality to this discussion. Today I was at the shooting range. <laughs> okay, I have a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson. I'm gonna fire the first shot. Damn thing jams. Well, the ammo is probably as old this as you is, are. This, <laughs> this has happened many times. I've got to take this weapon into the gunsmith because there's something wrong with it. So my feeling is if I'm in a lodge and I'm carrying concealed and something happens, I have to use it. Mine's going to jam. It's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> so I say stick with the damn swords. <laughs> Larry, I would pick somebody else to be the uh, concealed thank carrier. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you, worshipful man. Members of Lamberton Lodge, you can rest easy tonight. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe have a pr- uh, proficiency test to make sure, like, you don't miss and kit everybody in the lodge room. Well, let's, I, let's, I, no- I noticed that Larry's targets were paper plates, and so I said, you know, if they're stealing his dinner, he's good, you know. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, but I, I'm 75 percent hitting. That's the pretty target. good, though. That's yeah, for a guy like Let, let's yeah. remember this. This is this is the grandmaster of South Carolina making this. Evening. Correct. So right. this, yeah. this doesn't yeah. apply in Pennsylvania. We're just speculating about Pennsylvania and and how it how it might affect us here. Um, yeah. So that, that's I, I'd love to have um, the you know, dual member of your lodge and former guest, Chief Harvey. Mm-hmm. I'd love to discuss that with him because he is a considered to be like a national expert in um, active shooter drills mm-hmm. and things like that. We could get him on. We could get him on the show. I'm sure he could. He, he probably Jeez. he probably sent me a funny text message today. Yeah. So he will when he hears this. Um, <laughs> but didn't we have him on once? If our goal is really to. I like. I don't have a problem if a guy has a concealed carry permit, or especially if somebody's active or retired law enforcement. I don't care. It's fine. Enjoy it. But if we're trying to really protect the men, we should try to stop people before like we're all fishing a barrel in a room where the door you come in is where all the exit doors are. So, yeah. Well, that's why I, my thoughts were. If you're going to do this, station the folks outside of the lodge room. You then don't have that as an issue. Um, Set up some turrets, maybe some yeah, uh, right. a moat. A moat. C4 and you know, this might be a way to uh, increase attendance, though, at lodges if you uh, had a competitive uh, BYOG? process. BYOG. For, yeah, mm-hmm. BYOG, and uh, you'd have a competition to see who served on the safety committee. Nerf Wars. There you go. <laughs> Well, we or we could uh, just just to show why we need it. We could have somebody run into the lodge and uh, with like a Nerf gun, and watch our eighty-five-year-old Tyler try to stop him. No, in in your lodge, that guy would get dropped like a hot potato. Yeah, we yeah. there's no re- there's yeah. no rule in Pennsylvania, but I can personally say, when I was master, I did that whole like Bill Clinton, don't ask, don't tell. I'm pretty sure there's three or four handguns in any lodge I've attended. I know nothing. And I mean, I and I remember one guy that was on in our lodge that was on the uh, the cert team for the city, and not only did he have to be armed all the time, it's a city, so he probably didn't want to leave his fifteen hundred dollar Glock. Long no, he had a, he had to keep a uh, I don't know what it what it was like an MP5 or something. He had some bigger weapon and uh so i mean there's many times we locked it in the safe because i think he felt okay with just his service weapon on and not having the big one but he didn't want to leave that in the car for somebody to steal well one of the things that i want to say unless you all got something else on the on the topic i think discussions like this discussions like the things that jack talked about earlier that uh that happened in their amd meeting and things like that these are good discussions. Very good. You can take people from, you know, diametrically opposed ends of the spectrum on certain beliefs and, 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 and so on and sit down and have a healthy conversation. And at the end of the day, um, we may agree, we may not agree, but we remain brothers and we remain committed to that pledge <laughs> that we all took. Um, and, and, and that's what I love about Freemasonry, it's what I love about this show. Uh, it's um, our ability just to have good conversations. I know we, we have a lot of frivolity in our, in, in our show and stuff, but this is serious, and this is uh, 
uh, something that, that folks are dealing with uh, all over the country. So um, I think these are important topics. And, and th- I mean, this is not a difficult concept. Get, get five guys from your lodge to get together once a month and just s- sit around and talk. Yeah. What? Yeah. No way. Can we do that? Oh, you all, uh, you all do know I'm a South Carolina Mason. You know that, right? Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. By the way, we carried way before the E did. You don't want to know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but like to your point, Tim, like just say like our, our, uh, our facility where Lamberton meets. Um, somehow over the years that, that, that the building has gotten to be a divisive point with a lot of members. So now we have everybody in the different camps talking amongst themselves and there's no conversations in the tiled lodge where, where it should be. So religion, politics, and building use off limits for... (laughs) I was told we're supposed to do that outside of lodge meetings. That's not what lodge meetings are for. Right. We're not allowed to have intelligent conversation. I will say one thing, that, and I mentioned it earlier before we started recording, but um, if you're in a lodge meeting and somebody makes a motion, it's okay to offer your opinion on that motion. You're not attacking the person who made the motion. You might just simply disagree with it. And it's, it's at the end of the day, there's, there's probably going to be a vote, and you may or may not come out on the winning side of that argument. But the point is that y- you Take are – Take your ball and go home. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> think about the charge of the third degree, right? You are told to do this, that your opinion matters, and that you, are, you should express your opinion in Lodge. Because your opinion, as a, as a Mason made two weeks ago, is every bit as valid as a Mason made 50 years ago. So uh, I think there's a sense that if somebody makes a motion and somebody in the audience disagrees with it, they just go, oh, no. And then it passes, and then there's sour grapes because they didn't get a chance to Well, I know you had mentioned one time you were arguing for something, and your, your point of view lost. And everybody's staring at you like, oh, my God, what's Jack going to do now? Is he going to leave now or quit later? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, guy, I, and I did. I stood up and I said, people, I, I, I lost. It's fine. We move on. Let's, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. So one of the first lodge meetings I went to was an effort, a lodge meeting, like outside of my home lodge. Mm-hmm. And after being at Lamberton and then going to see Ephrata, like when a motion came up, like what happened during that motion was a completely different experience than what I saw at, at Lamberton. Mm-hmm. Rubber, you know what I mean? The rubber stamp. I mean, it, it's you, you're saying like, you know, you're supposed to talk. You're supposed to, is there any discussion? Right. Like, there's a reason for that. You're supposed to talk about it. You're supposed you, to have a vested interest you in what your lodge is You now offer your opinion on whatever right. subjects may be right. presented for decision. I mean, it's right there. You are instructed to do that. I think the only only discussion that ever comes up in our lodge meetings when there's motions really is, well, is that going to be multiple vests or is that just like one vest? Oh, okay. That, that's that's about it. No, no, yeah. And Ubar Grotto, every vote for the past ten years, the nos outnumber the yeses on every vote, and, and it still carries. Motion passed, absolutely. <laughs> Because they just like saying foobar. That's right. Anyway. All right. Well, let's take another break. Uh, We'll probably hear from some other folks. We'll come back with the news 
and then we'll see if we can round up some chickens. We'll be right back. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Brethren, are you looking for a unique Masonic experience? One in which you can meet brethren from around the world, enjoy fellowship with quality Masonic education at Casson Virtual Lodge number 190. Hailing from the Grand Lodge of Manitoba is for you. Our meetings are held on the fifth Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. We look forward to meeting you on the square, meeting virtually since 2012. In Masonic News Today, the Grand Lodge of Western Oklahoma has voted to permit members to carry automatic weapons in tiled lodge meetings. When asked about this decision, the Grand Master replied, well, we stopped short of grenades and flamethrowers, but other than that, what the hell? Yeehaw! That's the Masonic news, so mode it was. Walter, you're very timely tonight. It's almost like he prepared that while think, I was reading the edict. While we were doing it. Right. <laughs> Shh, that's part of the sausage. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, uh, Pete, what you got coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks? Well, um, the... Uh, the car show at Shrewsbury that I was I helped organize, <laughs> I'm not going to go to. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, you know, this is the guy, this, you know, we talk about, you know, <laughs> stop giving jobs to other people, you know, coming up with ideas that other people have to do. Pete schedules this, and then he can't be a Well, you know, then I got um, invited to a... Um, fun thing. A fun Masonic <laughs> event. You hear that, Shrewsbury? Hey, yeah, Shrewsbury. Send your mail to Pete Ruggieri. <laughs> at Masonic Life. Well, I mean, okay, this car show. Okay, is fun it four, Is it four days with an open bar? No. All right, then. Case closed. <laughs> Motion passes. Um, uh, hello, Shrewsbury Lodge. <laughs> I'd like to request an open bar, please. Um, now, that's it. Uh, my life's kind of just turned upside down because uh, I was all set to go to Grand Supreme Council in Orlando, Florida. Orlando. And... Um, you know, I got the the exciting news that they want to do uh, something fun called cyber knife treatment on one of my, two of my 
lymph nodes. And anyway, it screws my whole month up. So I'll feel better before and I feel fine, but it's just like I have to sit on a lay on a table for 45 minutes a day for 20 days and not go to Orlando. Um, so I'm looking into what herbal remedies I'm allowed to take to calm myself uh, while I'm laying there um, without slowing my heart down too much. So that, that's really it for me. Larry? Oh, let's see. Goose and gridiron tomorrow. Uh, Shrewsbury Auto Car Show. Woohoo! Which is actually in what? It's New, not New really Freedom. New Freedom. In New Freedom. It's really not Shrewsbury. We just found that out tonight. Yeah. Go to Maryland and back up 10 feet. And if you're listening to the show, it just happened on Saturday. You missed it. That's pretty much it for me. Lots of things going on. Do any on of you side. guys know or care about cars? Not a thing. Oh, yeah. I love them. Especially the old ones. Are you, are you um, showing your... 2017 Honda Fit? 2018 Honda Fit. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Jack, how about you? I got, oh, on next Saturday, the 19th, at Ephrata Lodge, our worshipful master's son, who is in the Army, is being deployed overseas. And he will be receiving all three of his Masonic degrees that Saturday. So if you'd like to join us, the degree work will start about 1230. Uh, We're going to meet at about 1030 at Bright's Restaurant for breakfast so we can carb up, carbo loading for the big Masonic event day. Um, And then... uh, and then we will be conferring all three degrees. So if you, uh, if you <laughs> really have nothing better to do on a Saturday, uh, come out to, to uh, Effort of Lodge on the 19th. And then beyond that, I don't know, it's the usual stuff. Josh. Not really a whole lot, but I would just like to take this opportunity to apologize to Worshipful Master John Mertz for missing his, <laughs> uh, his meeting. Uh, he's a cool guy. He's and great. I, I went through my... Uh, my Royal Arch stuff with him, so yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. We forgive you. You missed a really nice box of chocolate, though. Um. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really why I was apologizing. Hoping you'd throw you one. Hoping you yeah. still had yeah. some left. Uh, right? I don't think. I so. will continue to thank Effort Lodge for allowing us out of studio here. Absolutely. It well, is this ni- it is nice when we um like we're here for AMD, and we're out in the in Steffi Hall, and everybody's like. Um, you know, when people come from your regular 1970s Brady Bunch lodges with faux paneling, and it's 98% Jack's doing, and a big donation from Mr. Steffi. <laughs> um, but, you know, doing the work here in the lodge. But then when I walk them, I go, oh, I'll show you the studio. And we walk, and behind these barn doors, we come back, they're like, wow, it's like really a studio. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to call it anything else, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it kind of legitimizes... Uh, in our own minds. In our own minds. Hey, we got two more guests coming. We got the the, uh, the big cheese for the Grand Commandery of Pennsylvania. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, um, and our buddy George March, who's a brother, he'll be on two shows from now. And exciting career. He was... Um, he got out of the Army and wasn't making much money. I was going somewhere to take a take a a test for something, and he's sitting at a red light, and he didn't really want to go. And he looks over and he sees a state police barracks. He goes, "I could do that." <laughs> <laughs> I 
Fast forward, he becomes the um, you know the number two guy in the Pennsylvania State Police for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And as you know, in like a lot of organizations like that, number one is more of that figurehead, and the number two runs it. Um, also, uh, chief deputy sheriff in two counties, and now he's on the Civil Service Commission somewhere. And in his personal life, oh, back to the army. Uh-huh. I was wondering yeah. if you were going to skip over that part. Yeah, back to the Army. <laughs> he gives this amazing presentation because he was in um, the old guard. Um, he was a guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yes. And uh, he was there like when President Kennedy. And this guy is like, he's older. He's the president of the Chester County Hiking Club. He oh hikes all God. over the world. He could f- still fit in his army uniform. He's like freaking Tarzan. It's and unbelievable. He could, I mean, he's he could still do that walk and remember every step and time where you're supposed to be. Wow. So, so while the rest of Freemasonry in Pennsylvania is enjoying summer, um, we here at the Masonic Light Podcast will continue to bring you great stories like this. Um, so this Sunday, uh, Cigar Lodge Number One will be meeting at. Smoke Rings, Smoke Rings Cigar Bar in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, uh, and then All the uh, humans on the planet are in Hazleton. Yeah, I've <laughs> never been there. It'd be the first time I've been there. Oh, you're gonna be in for a treat. <laughs> uh, and then uh, next Saturday uh, on the 19th, it's like every Masonic body in the world has something going on next Sat or the Saturday of the 19th. Um, Eureka West Shore Lodge Number 302 will be traveling. And moving our warrant from Mechanicsburg to the Norman Room at the Grand Lodge, where we will be conferring Ooh, a third degree. Cool. Yeah. Um, Is that speak- Norman Lear or Mailer? <laughs> Neither. It's oh. Norm from Cheers. Yeah. Oh, Norman Norm. from Cheers. Right. Um, all right. Uh, that evening, I'm not going to be able to make it, but uh, Lucius Caritas AMD mm-hmm. Council will be meeting that evening. Um, and then... Coming up the week of the 21st, if you are a uh, lodge secretary or treasurer, particularly in Region 2, uh, you will have an opportunity to get a preview and some training of a, the new uh, database system that's been adopted by the Grand Lodge. Uh, I will be conducting uh, on three evenings, the 21st, 22nd, and 24th, I will be conducting Zoom trainings. Um, for those in Region 2, and I know that a lot of folks are already looking to piggyback on that. So. Well, it sounds like like even though they have the whole seat, they're only going to need the edge. Perhaps. Sounds exciting. Yes. So, anyway, that's what I've got coming up the next <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> All right, Josh, cue the chickens, and Larry, get Aww. us out of here. Just do it, Larry. I, I can't get into my form if I don't have the music in the background. Oh. There it is. Hey! hey! Special thanks to Everett Lodge 665 for making our broadcast studio available and possible. Thanks to Josh Lamberton, our producer and director, who always does a great job on our show. Thanks to Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. Masonic Light podcast contributors Michelle Snyder and Doug Maddenford. That's really all I have for tonight. 
I didn't prepare anything. You needed the chickens oh, for that? Oh, my God. You guys give me more crap over the things I do, and I just quit. Anyway. Good. Thanks for listening. This is Larry Maris. This is Tim. Jack. Josh. So who's go, who are we going to get to fill in his chair? Carol! Carol! <laughs> Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye, everybody. Ciao, Bella. It's all good except for Larry. <laughs> oh, I hope he caught that. I did. Oh, <laughs>